Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Quick Take. I'm your host, John Sherrod, and let's talk about Apple. Uh, of course, as you know, we had a recent event uh, where Apple announced new Apple Watches and uh, new iPhones, and I talked a little bit about that in my last episode, which was kind of my first impression, gut reactions to the new announcement that I recorded the day of the announcement. And um, I, I really focused a lot on the Apple Watches because honestly, that was the most intriguing product to me, especially with the new heart rate monitoring features um, and that sort of thing. So I'd encourage you to go back and listen to episode 40 if you haven't already. Uh, but today I wanted to talk a little bit more about uh, the iPhone and uh, especially, you know, which iPhone uh, should you buy in 2018 uh, if you're looking to buy a new one. The lineup has changed a bit and uh, we need to talk about that. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is this this question that's been going around this narrative that the new iPhone XS and XS Max are, are underwhelming or just not exciting. And I think that all depends on what you're looking for and what is the standard by which you measure an exciting product release. Um, you know, I think if you have been following Apple for the last several years, you know what to expect from an S event. You know, when Apple releases the S model phone, uh, it's it's really just an update to uh, last year's phone. Um, you know, if you think about the the tick talk cycle, where the tick is the the bigger advancement, and the talk is is the echo that uh, is just a you know building off of what was announced the previous year. I think that's what you should just kind of come to expect from uh, the iPhone release cycle. So typically there will be um, you know a, a, the new a new model that is in many ways maybe a prototype of what's to come. Um, that introduces a lot of new features uh, with an exciting new visual redesign. And then the next year, you're going to get something that just takes that and builds on it and makes it better. And uh, I don't think anybody should find that underwhelming, but, but if you do, you probably just haven't been uh, following what Apple has been doing the last several years with the iPhone. So, um, you know, it, or, you know may, so, so I might agree that the iPhone XS and XS Max are maybe not the most exciting products because they, they don't look any different. Um, they're not a major rethink of things the way the iPhone 10 was last year, but um, absolutely a solid update year over year. It's what you should expect. We've got uh, faster processors, um, you know, other uh, under the hood improvements that make it faster. Uh, they talked a lot about um, GPU, um, a lot about the metal um, graphics processing system and the operating system. Um, and of course, we've got, you should always also expect uh, upgraded cameras. The new iPhone should have a better camera than the one a year ago, and that certainly seems to be the case with these models. Um, also, of course, with the iPhone XS line, we got the XS Max. So last year, or I, I guess I should step back and say, you know, ever since the iPhone 6, we've had sort of regular iPhone size and plus iPhone size. And last year with the 10, we only got quote-unquote regular iPhone size, although Apple could kind of justify it as being the, the iPhone that kind of makes everybody happy in a sense because it was physically the size uh, roughly of uh, the, the previous normal size iPhone, but with a screen that was actually larger than the plus size iPhone. Um, but there's no question that a lot of people really want to have as big a phone as you can reasonably fit in a pocket. And so of course this year, Apple also re released the iPhone XS Max. And I think that's really because last year they were, you know, it was the first time they'd come out with that, that OLED display, what they call the, the super retina display, where it went edge to edge. And of course, we had the, the notch introduced. And I think there was enough challenges in producing those in its first year that they didn't press forward with a, with a plus size phone, if you will. And this year, they've had enough time to get all that down to where they feel like they can meet those 
demands. And so, of course, the 10S Max is here as well. And uh, I think I talked about this in the last episode. I don't love these names, but you got to call them something. And so this works as good as anything, I guess. Um, and of course, there's also the 10R, which I'm going to swing back to later on. But um, also another thing we got to talk about, because we just talked about the top of the iPhone line, but at the bottom of the iPhone line, we lost somebody. We lost the iPhone SE. And of course, that is the, the iPhone that was uh, introduced in 2016, where they basically took the guts of the iPhone 6S and put them inside the body of an iPhone 5. And uh, that was a wonderful product in a lot of ways because it was incredibly affordable. You still got essentially um, what was still the cutting edge uh, hardware internally, but you also got that small form factor, uh, which a lot of people love. Uh, my wife loves the iPhone SE. She loves that, that smaller uh, size. It's certainly a lot easier to use one-handed than any of the other larger iPhones. And, um, I, you know, I'm a, it's possible that Apple discontinued it simply because uh, there just is less demand for a phone of that size, in the, you know, as we've come along two years later. Um, but it does make me a little sad for two reasons. One, because even though I've gotten to where I prefer a larger size um, iPhone, uh, there's a lot of people, again, who love that small size. And it is the most pocketable the most one-handed um, iPhone you could imagine. And it used that really classic, uh, really kind of iconic uh, iPhone 5 design. Um, and of course, it was also extremely affordable. Last year, it made, it made it so that the iPhone line started where you could buy a brand new iPhone for only $349. And this year, our, our entry-level iPhone is the iPhone 7 at $449. So a little sad that they took that away. I'm still hopeful we'll see it come back in some form. You know, I don't know if this would happen, but an iPhone SE with an edge-to-edge iPhone X style screen would be amazing. Uh, so we'll see if next year there's any changes, if there's a, a new size configuration added at the lower end. But... Uh, yeah, uh, you know, again, and, and I'm also sad that you can't get into a new iPhone um, at that low price. You got to go up $100. So gone is, is the SE, gone is the 6S. So now what they basically did with the iPhone 7 and 8 was they kept them in the lineup and they dropped them $100. Last year, a brand new iPhone 7 cost you $549. This year, it's $449. Uh, last year, a brand new iPhone 8 cost you $699. This year, it is $599. Um, so that makes sense that they dropped those down $100 as they have often done over the years with uh, uh, iPhone models as they age a year, they drop down $100. So, you know, those would still be great options for someone who is a little more budget conscious, um, doesn't want to spend as much money, which I totally get, or someone who uh, needs to buy a less expensive iPhone for a family member, maybe a, a child or a parent or something like that. So, uh, you know, again, sad we lost the 349 option, but glad we still have a range of prices. So there's something for a lot of different customers in the lineup. But iPhone 7 and 8, still great models. Um, iPhone 7, you don't have the, um, you know, the glass back, so you can't do the inductive charging. You have to go to the iPhone 8 before you get that. Um, and uh, that is a really nice feature to have. I, I love having that ability with the iPhone 10 that I'm using now. And of course, uh, you know, last year we had the iPhone 8 at $699, and then there was that jump up to the iPhone 10 at $999. This year we have the iPhone 10s at $999 and the iPhone 10s Max at $1099. Um, and then of course we have the iPhone 10R sitting there at $749. So it's $50 more than the iPhone 8 cost last year. And uh, again, I talked about this briefly in the last episode, but but honestly, this was the most intriguing iPhone product that Apple announced this year to me. I mean, there's no question that the iPhone 10s and 10s Max are, uh, you know, the most advanced iPhones with the nicest materials, 
nicest display technology, etc. But the iPhone XR is a really compelling product because it sits there at that much lower price point. Um, and this was a phone that we kind of knew was going to come, but I didn't expect them to make it, you know, kind of as nice and upmarket as they made it, to, to be honest with you. Um, you know, it has an, an LCD screen instead of OLED. Um, and, and of course, I'm not going to be able to give real final judgment until I see it because I want to know how good does that screen look in person compared to the iPhone XS's OLED screen, which looks amazing. But you still get that um, edge-to-edge uh, display, uh, as with the 10 and the 10s. Um, it, it's uh, it's a, a thicker phone, so it's got a larger battery. So it's actually, if I remember correctly, it has the best battery life um, on paper, at least, of all the new iPhone models announced this year. Um, it uh, although it don't, only has a single lens camera, it can still do portrait mode just using the software um, features within the and, and of course combine that with the high end processor, and you still get the same new processor that's in the iPhone XS. Um, although Apple doesn't advertise this, my guess is that the 10R has less, less memory than the 10S. Um, but, uh, even so you, you've got a very compelling product there at the 10R sitting at 749. And of course it also has the benefit of coming in lots of colors and that's going to be appealing to a lot of customers. So, um, I expect Apple's going to sell a ton of those. And, um, it's, although in many ways it's similar to the, the 5C that was announced alongside the 5S, and that you had a less expensive model that came in a variety of colors in a cheaper material case. Um, you know, that was essentially just a five that they, they put into a new case. Whereas uh, this, again, has the same processors, which you get in the 10s. Um, so it's, um, again, a very interesting product. Um, I, I, you know, again, we'll have to wait and see what reviews say and, and wait until I see this in person myself. But honestly, if, if you... Um, you know, this might be a very compelling phone for you. So I guess, you know, who should buy what model? We talked about the iPhone 7 and the iPhone 8 are going to appeal to people who are more price conscious and, and have that higher up in their uh, list of priorities than, than maybe technological choices. Um, if you have an iPhone 10, like if you got an iPhone 10 last year, there's probably not a super compelling reason for you to get an iPhone 10s. Uh, this year, because, you know, unless you just want to always have the best camera you can have in an iPhone, of course, that would be the reason. Um, otherwise, maybe you really prefer to have, again, the largest screen you can possibly have in your pocket, which would be the 10s Max. And so I could see that maybe being a reason. Um, if you are somebody who, ha- who has, certainly if you have an iPhone 7 or older, um, and you want that maybe sweet spot between uh, new technology and feature and price point, I think the iPhone XR is going to be a compelling phone for you. Maybe even if you have an iPhone 8, but definitely anything older, that XR is going to be a really compelling product, I think. So, um, you know, again, I can't wait. The iPhone XR, we're not going to get uh, shipping to customers until kind of mid-October. Uh, so, you know, a couple weeks from now, we'll be able to really have a better way of kind of talking about this. But overall, um, I think that, Apple gave us, you know, again, what we should expect with the S-Line, essentially the same product as last year, only faster and with a better camera. And that's really what you should expect. Um, but again, that 10R being the really kind of fascinating uh, product. And uh, yeah, so there you have it. I think that would be my, my buyer's guide for you if you're looking for a new iPhone uh, this fall. And, uh, you know, of course, I'd love to see Apple surprise us in the spring, maybe with a new SE. Not going to hold my breath, but that'd be kind of nice. And uh, I think that's it for today. And I will see you next time on the next episode of Quick Take.
Do you enjoy listening to Quick Take? Would you do me a huge favor? Go to the Apple Podcast app or iTunes and give us a five-star rating. Um, you know, that just helps it get uh, higher up in the rankings in iTunes so more people find out about the show and can listen along with you. And also, if you'd like to contribute financially to the show, uh, you can do so. There's a link in the show notes, or you can go to anchor.fm slash quicktake, and you can actually use Apple Pay to set up a recurring payment for as little as 99 cents uh, at the time. You can you can support the show. I uh, would love to have you. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.